there. We are so excited for you to join us this day for yet another incredible sermon by Pastor Nimfi Abraham. Praise the Lord. Can we go to Genesis 14? So before we start, I want to tell you guys, you guys are created to be in the plan of God. Let me explain. You guys are created to be in the bubble which God created. From the very start, from the very start, let's look at Adam and Eve. He, they were created to be in the garden with God, to be in communion with them. It was never meant to be Adam and Eve alone. From the very start, it was supposed to be God, Adam and Eve. The moment they decided to hang out, hang out on their own, just Adam and Eve, that's when things started falling. That's when they started going against the will of God. See, they missed out the entire picture. They missed out the entire plan that God had for them. So you are created to be in the plan of God only. You cannot, we cannot function. We cannot function outside of that. See, you guys have a lot of abilities, a lot of things packed inside of you that still needs to be discovered, that still needs to be found out, that still needs to be released. You know, there's a generation waiting for you guys. There's a generation waiting for each and every one over here. And for you guys to find out, for you guys to know what it is, for you guys to walk in this journey, you need Christ. It's you and Christ. It's you and Christ. It's like how Abraham and Hagar. It was never meant to be Abraham and Hagar. It was always from the start meant to be Abraham and Sarah. The moment Abraham decided to take things in his hands, that's when he started messing up. That's when he started messing up. The plan of the Lord from the start was to release promise, release a promise, release a generation through Abraham. And for that, he only chose Sarah. Abraham and Sarah, not Hagar. The plan and the promise was never for a Hagar or for a Ishmael. The plan and the promise of the Lord was for only a Sarah and for an Isaac. And you are the Sarahs and you are the Isaacs. He wants to walk this journey with all of you. Because he wants to make your testimony a message to so many generations. It's me and Christ giving birth to many promises. See, I had a lot of promises over my life. I had a lot of calling. I mean, I had a lot of prophecies. People said a lot of things. But nothing happened for years. Everything kept, kept getting delayed. But the moment I started coming in agreement with Christ, the moment I started coming in communion with Christ, things started birthing. Yes, we need to come into agreement. The promise gets delayed only when we, we fight it with our minds, when we don't understand what our calling is, when we don't understand what we are created to do. We have to come into agreement with God. We have to come in communion because when you come in communion is when your mind becomes one with God. That's when His vision becomes your vision. His purpose becomes your purpose. His plan becomes your plan. His dream for this land becomes your dream. So eventually everything fades away. 
then you have a purpose you have an aim that you're going to it is not an everyday routine get up go to college go to work come back sleep eat no there's a joy to your life there's an adventure to your life believe me guys this journey with christ is not it's not boring it's never boring it's beautiful it's adventurous it's exciting because you don't know what's going to happen the next day you're just walking on faith and you're getting to see god in different characters in different dimensions and different levels let's look at the story of abraham see where i'm going with this is when abraham abraham knew his god from the start he asked him to leave leave his the place that he knew and start trusting him and walk he started a relationship with god he started having communion with god he started knowing who his god is so the moment he heard that a possession of his was being captured he gets into action all these joined together in the valley of sidim that is the salt sea 12 years they served chedorlaomer and in the 13th year they rebelled in the 14th year chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him came and attacked the refaim in ashtaroth karnaim the zuzim in ham and emim in shavekiriatim and the horites in their mountain of seir as far as elparan which is by the wilderness then they turned back and came to en mishpat that is kadesh and attacked all the country of amalekites and also the amorites who dwelt in hazizon tamar and the king of sodom the king of gomora the king of adma the king of zeboim and the king of bela that is zoar went out and joined together in battle in the valley of sidim against chedor laomer king of elam tidal king of nations Amraphel king of Shinar and Ario king of Elasar four kings against five now the valley of Siddim was full of asphalt pits and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled some fell there and the remainder fled to the mountains then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way they also took Lot Abram's brother's son who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre the Amorite brother of Eschol and brother of Aner and they were allies with Abram now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan he divided his forces against them by night and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as hoba which is the north of damascus okay so the story over here is there were this four ki- five kings joined together to fight against four kings so five kings against four kings okay so among the five kings was the king of sodom where uh, abraham's uh, uh, family stayed lot okay so he resided in sodom So what happened is when the four kings defeated the five kings they captured everyone and all of their positions along with it so that means lot and everyone was captured so 14th so when abraham heard that his brother was taken he armed his 318 trained servants so the moment abraham heard that his family was in trouble he just took his men who was born and brought up in his house and that is 318 men only four kings who defeated five kings so let's say each each king would have 
minimum 300 that is too less but i'm just saying in those times it was thousands and so much for one for one king the army was too huge so let's take minimum number of 300 which is impossible but yeah so five kings 300 how much would that be 1500 so four kings 300 so we are 1500 and 1200 so these 1200 men uh, defeated the 15 and captured everyone along with it and now we have abraham with her 318 men to go against the 1200 what was he thinking see the moment abraham heard that something that belonged to him was taken by some weird kings he didn't care he didn't care that he he might actually be defeated and killed like royally he didn't care he just took the 318 people whom what he knows and whom he has and went out for battle and what happened so he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother and his goods and all as well as the women and the people of the land see the only thing that went in abraham's mind was that those kings can't take what belongs to me they can't have what belongs to me only thing what went on abraham's mind is the enemy cannot take what belongs to me he cannot take i don't care what happens but that does not belong to the enemy it's mine so abraham's communion with god was too high i mean he was very close to the lord so when something like this happened he didn't care what's going to happen to him because he trusted god to take care of things so the first response for him was to get back what the enemy took see i want to tell you guys the enemy cannot take what belongs to you why because we are partakers with christ right so if christ has won the victory for us on the cross we have the victory so he's released that victory to us so we are overcomers in everything so whatever the devil is doing it's in vain it has no effect he cannot do anything to you guys the only thing what he can do is scare you and put fear in you the victory is already yours it is already yours so when a situation comes don't get shaken don't it's not going nothing is going to go bad god is on your side you get to see god move you get to see god sh- change things the devil cannot take anything that belongs to you your partakers with the most high your partakers with the king of kings your partakers with the lord who's been there from the very beginning can we go to the next 18 then the men turned away from them and went towards sodom but abraham still stood before the lord and abraham came near to the lord something that what attracted me was the word near when do you come near to a person physically come near when you are comfortable with the person when you know who the person is if it's a total stranger you would keep a distance physically you would keep a proper distance when you don't know who the person is or when you're not at all comfortable when you don't like the person you will keep a safe distance but here we see abraham came near to the lord he knew who his god was he was totally comfortable with god and what did he do he came near and then he started negotiating for a kingdom he started asking god will you kill if there's 50 will you kill sodom and gomorrah if there are 50 righteous people in it god is like no i won't then it's like will you kill 45 will you kill for 40 he started bargaining with god 
he knew who his god was he knew god's wrath is not going to come in come on him and kill him for asking this he has seen the kind heart of the father he has seen the goodness of the father he has seen that god wants to have a relationship with you and this he came to know through communion with christ through agreement with christ beloved your call for something so much great you're called for something much more bigger than what you can comprehend and you can only do it with the journey with Christ otherwise it's impossible it's impossible it's just impossible go to 17 so here we have god blessing abraham and i will bless her and also give you a son by her he's talking about sarah here but then abraham says in 18 and and abram said to god oh that ishmael might live before you when god is busy busy releasing blessing over sarah and abraham for a generation what ishmael say yes lord thank you father for you have seen ishmael what abram says and suddenly the lord says no sarah your wife shall bear your son and you shall call his name isaac see god was like i don't want to give my blessing to ishmael i don't want to give my blessing to hagar i have chosen sarah and she is the only one who's going to get the blessing abram was like okay let's take a second option ishmael because nothing is going to happen god was like no 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 i have chosen sarah and that is going to happen see he has chosen you guys the promise is only going to be fulfilled through you he has called you by name and he has appointed something over your life he has called you and he has destined you for a purpose Your life on this earth is not just mere life it's not it's not for this the passing things of life it's for much more nothing less it's for much more much more excitement much more pleasure much more happiness much more joy He's like no 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 I don't want to settle for something that's less I don't want to give the blessing to somebody else I have given it to you so you will receive it He is You know the promises of God does not determine on you on how you failed or how your past was on your shortcomings on your weakness or what abilities you have categorized yourself into He has he has already planned your future ahead He says this promise is for you that means it's for you alone not for your husband not for your wife not for your father mother no that is for you alone He is a God who likes to do face to face with you come down to your level and look into your eyes and to say i love you and i want to bless you with something it is for you this time is for you so don't look down on yourself what god's going to give is beautiful what happened to david there were seven qualified brothers but god went for david he was like the destiny and the promise is on that guy i don't care who the seven brothers are i don't i don't care what qualification they have i will give to the eighth one because that is what i called him to do so nobody else is going to take that promise away from him god chose what about the apostles james john peter they were 100 fishermen but he chose those three particularly why because they had a destiny over them he again Christ was like no one can take the plan over your life the devil cannot take away what i have put on your life there's so many stories so many 
he is not a bad god what he's got in store for you is beautiful so just trust him come in one mind with christ so his vision becomes yours what his heart feels you feel if you want more of god this is the way if you want more of god just go to god he's calling you guys now he's just asking you guys do you want more of me do you want more of me do you want me to pour more of me into you then come to me come to me there are so many hungry souls right now in this room there's so many people thirsty for god thirsty to be used by god wanting to know the meaning and the purpose of your life and i'm speaking to you guys right now just come in one mind with christ come in one mind with christ come in agreement with christ then everything will start making sense